Hey y'all, good morning. Welcome back to my podcast. As you can tell from the title, today I will be doing part two of my plus size dating, which is the fetish guy. We're not going to waste no time. We're going to get in this bag and we're going to get this story time started. Okay, so let's get to it. Okay, so my mom's best friend, which is my godmother, she couldn't have kids, so naturally I became like a daughter to her. She's very big in her community. She's that type of person who's always doing little things for the kids during the summer and the spring break and always having like, you know, food drives and stuff for as a um families that really can't afford it and having little mixers and if you have any grievances you want to discuss within the community she's always putting together little organizations so people can come and talk about how they feel like she's just that person so we were talking and she was saying how she was thinking about throwing a singles mixer which I thought was a good idea um I was end up telling my friends about it like you know ugh. My godmother, she's throwing another mixer. All they heard was my godmother. And they knew she was going to be cooking, so they wanted to go. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I kind of wanted to go, too. Because when my godmother cooks, baby, she throws down. Not down, she throws down, okay? So I asked her, would it be okay if we came? And she was like, yeah, she was perfectly fine with that. But she wanted us to come a little earlier to help her set up, which we were fine with. So that's what we did. The day of the mixer, we all met up in my house. <clears throat> I drove to my godmother's house. We helped her set up. We helped her set up, and everything was looking really nice. And the food was smelling so amazing, y'all. So we're going to fast forward to the time that the party starts. So the little mixer has started. So me and my friends, we... Honestly, made our plate, found us a little cone, and we just started mingling with ourselves and start eating. I ain't going to lie. But it was a good amount of people came. Some people were just single. They never been married. Um, Some people were recently divorced. Some people's spouse had died. And it was also two married couples there. Now, I heard they were swingers. But, you know, they ain't never been there. But that's what I heard, okay? So... We just, you know, mingling with ourselves, we eating, and then one of my friends goes, this guy is staring at us. He's been staring at us since we walked in, and I'm like, what guy? So, of course, I don't know why people do this. When somebody's telling you something about somebody, I don't know why your first instinct is to turn and see who they're talking about. (laughs) But that's what we did. We all turned to see who she was talking about, even though she told us, don't turn. But we saw the guy staring at us, and then they asking me, who is he? I don't know. I don't live over here. So I asked my godmother. My godmother was like, oh, that's Tim. So instead of her saying, oh, you know, something to ease our mind, because Tim is creeping us out now, because literally Tim been staring at us the whole while. She goes over and gets Tim. She comes back with Tim, and she introduces us. Oh, Tim, this is my goddaughter and her friends. Y'all, this is Tim. So, of course, we eventually introduce ourselves individually. If y'all been listening to my podcast, y'all would know that when I get introduced to people, especially men, I don't get them my first name. I get them my middle name. 
And my godmother, she already knows that about me. So I just was like, okay, what's up with you staring at us? Like, why are you staring at us like that? And he goes, oh, I don't mean no disrespect. I said, but didn't your mama teach you when you was a kid that that's rude? Y'all, creepy Tim bust out laughing. I thought for sure I said something that was extremely funny. So me and my friends like, this dude creepy for real. So after he stopped laughing, he was like, I'm sorry, but it reminded me of my grandma. She used to tell me stuff like that all the time, and she would peach me. So I'm like, oh, okay. So after we got over the initial creepiness of Tim, we just started having general conversations. And Tim turned out to be, he seemed like, oh, an okay dude. So he ended up going, mingling with other people. We was about to get ready to go. I told my godmother we were about to get ready to go. She convinced us that if we help her clean up after the mixer, we could take all the leftovers home because it's just her. She lived by herself. She's not married, but she do have a man friend. And then, of course, you know, me, her goddaughter, I come over, but not as often. So I was like, okay. I told my friend, they was like, bad. So after the mixer was over, we helped her clean. We got all the leftovers, went back to my house. Everybody went their separate ways. Two days or three days later. I want to say three. I want to say three days later, she called like she always do to check on me. To see how I was doing, if I needed anything. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, no, I'm okay. And then she goes, guess what? And I'm like, what? She goes, somebody keeps asking about you. And I'm like, somebody who? Because, you know, obviously my godmother's an older woman. So I'm like, who do I know that knows you to asking about me? And then she says, Tim. I said, creepy Tim? <laughs> uh, why is he asking about me? She said, I don't know. Maybe you just left this impression on him. But he's been asking about you and um, asking me, could he have your number? And I'm like. I'm like, nah, I'm going to pass on Creepy Tim. My godmother was like, you never know. You could be this what he needs in his life right now. And, you know, giving me his little back of story. And I'm like, look, I ain't about to be a little charity case to go talk to Creepy Tim. She was like, what's the worst that could happen? And it's so funny because when, when she said that, it just reminded me of my friend. And I'm like, y'all always say what the worst that could happen. And guess what? It always turned out to be the worst. And she said, you acting like I'm telling you to marry the guy. It's not going to hurt you to have conversations with the guy. And I'm like, you know what? Fine. In all honesty, y'all, I wasn't doing nothing. I wasn't entertaining nobody. What the hell? At least I have somebody I could talk to on a regular, get to know. You, you never know. So I was like, all right, fine. You can give Creepy Tim my number. No. Of course, Creepy Tim didn't get my real number. Y'all know that. And by this time, I didn't upgrade it from the little app and everything. So, I'm like, okay, cool. Give, give Tim my number. So, that's what she did. She gave Tim my number. So, later on that night, I get a call. Now, I'm going to say this. Okay, so I have two cell phones. I have my main phone that I use, and then my cell phone is just the number, the phone number that I give to people. I really don't want to have my real number, basically. And 
I kept getting a call on that that wasn't saved in my contact, so I kept ignoring it. And then something just told me to answer it, so I answered it, and it was Creepy Tim. And, you know, he was like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh, hi. Um, my grandmother was telling me you was asking about me. He was like, yeah, I didn't want to put you on the spot in front of your friends and um, ask for your number, but I have been watching you since you walked in the door. I'm like, oh, Lord, you getting real creepy, Tim. Come on, creepy, Tim. You getting creepy with me. And he just started telling me his story. At this point, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to put the creepiness behind me, and I'm just going to just take a leap and go forward. So we start telling each other about each other. He starts basically telling me how he had been with his wife since he was in middle school. Um, they got married. They had a baby. Bought a house. Um, his wife ended up dying. His son ended up going away, graduating from um, college and, you know, getting a good career. Ended up moving to where his job was located. And it was just him by himself in his big house. So he decided to sell the house that he shared with his wife for many, many years and buy something that was closer to his son because he wanted to be closer to his son because that's all he had left. So once we was talking, I could tell he kind of felt bad about that because he asked me did. Did I think that made him a bad person? I said, no. He said, because a lot of his friends that he's, I guess, been having for years were telling him that he shouldn't and basically reprimanding him for doing what he felt was best for him. I said, one thing I know, although I'm young, is no matter where you live, your wife's memories follow you. I don't care if you live in outer space. As long as you have her memories in your mind and in your heart, she's always going to be with you. And I'm sure she didn't want you to be sulking around the house, depressed, until you drove yourself sick. I'm sure she wouldn't want that for you. And it's just a house. A house is what you make it. And he was, you know, he was grateful that I said that, and he thanked me for that, and then I, I told him about myself, and we just had a good conversation, y'all. Creepy Tim, not so creepy after all. He's just Tim. And I don't know if I said this, but let me go ahead and say this. Tim was an older Caucasian man. Y'all know how I feel about my older man. Ooh, I love me an older man. Y'all already know that. If y'all listen to my podcast, you know how I feel about my older man. So, <clears throat> Tim wanted to meet me for lunch. I told Tim, meeting for lunch is kind of hard for me because I work two jobs. So maybe it could be like a late dinner we could meet for. Maybe like around 8 or 9. But that honestly was too late for me. So I told him, I tell you what, between when I leave my first job, I have like an hour and a half of spare time before I have to get to my second job. So... If you pick the restaurant and you already there, I can try to see if I can meet you. Now, y'all, it was a bad idea. It was a bad idea only because he don't know where I live. He don't know where I work. So 
he honestly picked a restaurant that was like 45 minutes away from my job. But I was like, it's okay. It's okay. So I went to meet him, and we went to lunch, and we were just having a good conversation. And he was telling me how, um, you know, he reached out to his son, and his son came to visit, and his son and his son's uh, fiance. And he, you know, he just, he really enjoyed that. I said, well, that's good. I said, that's good you're getting closer with your son like you used to be when you were younger. And so, we just eating, having a conversation. So, I got to cut it short because I got to go to work. So, him being the gentleman he is, he walked me to my car, opened my door, told me he uh, hope I have a good day and that was it okay if he called me later. I said, yeah, that's fine. And so, that's what I did. I went on to work. I got home, maybe like around 9, 30, 10 o'clock, he called me. Now, initially, Tim was a, a caller. He wasn't really big on texting in the beginning. So we're going to fast forward. <clears throat> At this point, me and Tim, we talking all the time, all the time. Um, he's He's really sweet. I love talking to him because his his perception on things is very different from mine. And I like that. And he he's very intelligent when it comes to um, being an entrepreneur because he owns several businesses. So I love to pick his brain because one day I would like to open up my own business. So I love talking to Tim at this point because he is he's just amazing. And, y'all, he make me feel like I'm the most beautiful girl in the world. When I went to go see Tim, when I got off of work for that little lunch meeting, y'all, I looked like I was having a hard day. My hair screamed having a hard day. My demeanor screamed I was having a hard day. But Tim just was telling me how beautiful I was. and like He just he just had a way of making me feel better than I would. And I enjoyed that. And I, I could see why his wife fell in love with him. I can see that because he he's a extremely good guy. Let me just say that. Okay, so we're going to fast forward. One day I'm at my second job and he calls. Now, when I answered, he's very excited. I'm like, okay, are you okay? Because <laughs> he normally don't call me because he know I'm at work. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, but I got some good news. I'm like, okay, what's going on? So he said, I'm going to be a granddad. And I thought that was amazing. I said, well, congratulations. That's good, Tim. And he goes, I'm so excited. I said, you know what? We need to go out and celebrate. We have to go celebrate the good news. And he was like, yeah, we should do dinner. He said, but I would like to do it on the day you off. So we picked Saturday. I was like, cool, Saturday we're going to go out, but I got to go because I'm at work. Call me later on when I get off. Cool. So, of course, that's what he did. When I got off, he called me. He was just telling me that um, his son um, called him and was telling him that he was going to be a granddad. And, he, you know, he was crying and he just he just so excited. And at this point, he felt like he did make the right decision by moving closer out here. So, Saturday comes, right? Now, I'm on video chat with one of my friends, and I'm trying to 
pick an outfit to wear. Because I, I want to be sexy, but I don't want to be too sexy. I want people to look at me when I walk in a room, but I don't want them to stare at me. Because y'all know I get uncomfortable real quick. So, <laughs> I know that may sound confusing, but I'm trying to look good. I ain't going to lie. I'm trying to look good. And so, I was trying on all these different dresses on FaceTime with my friend, and I finally picked one. Well, I ain't going to lie. We picked it. And it was perfect. So, I got ready. I did my hair. I did my makeup. Now, Tim wanted to come to my house and pick me up, but y'all already know, <laughs> Your girl not having it. Give me the directions and I'm going to meet you. Because I already, I already got dealt a dub last time. So, no, I'm going to meet you there. He was just insisting, insisting. I'm like, no. But he understood eventually. So, he was like, okay. So, he gave me the directions and I met him now. Y'all. When I tell you I was snatched to the heavens. I had that spank on. That spank was sucking and tucking me all in the right places. Now, you know, you got to be careful with them spanks, ladies, because sometimes they, they kind of distribute the weight, like, in the front and make you look pregnant, but then you got to put another garment on top. Ladies, y'all know what I'm talking about. Your girl was snatched. I mean, I couldn't breathe, but, baby, I was snatched, and I was looking good that night, and nobody wasn't going to tell me I wasn't because I knew I was. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I really was looking good. So... I pulled up, <clears throat> Tim comes, and he opens my door, and y'all, Tim is looking so handsome, his salt and pepper hair, beard, and he smelled it so good, oh, he looked so good, I'm like, oh my goodness, Whew. Lord, give me the strength, give me the strength, he was looking fine, y'all, Tim was looking so fine, and when he opened the door and I got out the car, he just stared at me. And I'm like, uh, to myself, I'm thinking, please say something. Because in my mind, I'm like, I know I'm killing it. I know I'm killing it. But you staring at me like, I ain't killing it. So you making me so uncomfortable, Tim. Say something. And then he goes, you look so sexy. And that's the first time he ever told me I looked as sexy. Now, he's always told me I was gorgeous and beautiful and stunning. And, but he never told me sexy before. And I was like, <laughs> I knew I was killing it then. I said, boy, you better stop with all these compliments now. So he just kept staring at me. He closed the door. We walked in a restaurant. It was nice, y'all. We were talking about his good news. You know, it was it was really, really, really nice. Mind y'all, I got these spanks with an S on. I can't breathe. Like, I'm looking good, but I'm like, whoo. In my mind, I'm thinking, Tim, I'm having a good time, but I can't wait to get home so I can breathe again. I, I, I can't breathe, Tim. Thank you. I'm, I appreciate you keep giving me compliments on how good I'm looking, but if only you knew what lies beneath. <laughs> Anyways, so <clears throat> he was saying how he wanted to, you know, throw his son a baby shower and um, he wanted to get with the fiance's people and help basically throw a baby shower. Like he just wanted, to, he just wanted to do everything. And I'm like, Tim, that's good. Like I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy. 
And he just kept apologizing for staring at me because he just was telling me I looked so good. And I was like, thank you. So, y'all, the food was good. The service was good. Everything was good. Tim looked good. Everything was good. So, we paid. Well, he paid. Um, He walked me back to my car, opened the door for me. Y'all, I could not wait. I thought he was going to open the door for me, and that was going to be it. But he opened the door, and he, he asked me, did I mind if he, you know, sat and talked with me for a minute. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. In my mind, I'm thinking, God, dog it. I'm trying to get out these fakes. I can't breathe, and I got to go to the restroom. <laughs> Ooh, just hold your composure, I'm telling myself. So he gets on the other side of my car. He gets in, and we're talking. And then he just tells me that he just want to thank me because, I've been so kind to him, and he know his ways are a little different, and our age is much different, but, you know, he really likes me, and I'm not going to lie to y'all. I really liked it, Tim. I really, really did. And I was like, I wish you could stop thanking me. Like, you don't have to thank me for talking to you. Like, it's a job for me. Like, I enjoy talking to you just as much as you enjoy talking to me. And we kissed. Y'all, 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 when that man kissed me, oh, Lord, I can see why his wife was with him for a long time, because it's, it's true what they say, a man can kiss, if a man kisses it, wait, I'm going to get it wrong, that if a man kisses good, he does other things good, your girl don't know if that's true, because I've only been with one man as far as physically. And, I mean, to me, he kissed good, so I assumed he was good. I don't know. But, anyway, I don't got him to, I don't have nothing to compare him to. And so, we kissed. And we kissed. And we just making out, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. We making, we making out. Tim, he's rubbing all on my, on my back and on my thighs and on my butt. And I'm like, whoo, Oh, Lord, give me strength, give me strength. And I was like, I had to back up off of him because uh, it was about to be something in that car. Not because I was turned on. Because I got these spanks on and I can't breathe and he literally taking my breath away. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was like, why do you keep apologizing? I'm not moving away from you because you did something wrong is because I don't want, I don't want to lead you on, and I, I'm not ready for that. He was like, he understood. He kissed me on the cheek, and he told me to have a good night, to please let him know when I make it home, because he called me. Yes, you could call me. So, y'all, I'm speeding home. I am speeding home. I got out, once I got home, I ran up to my apartment. I couldn't get out them space quick enough. I ran to that toilet. I could just hear the heavens, y'all. It was like, oh, I felt so good. The You know, the price us women pay for beauty. Like, oh, my goodness. I could breathe again. I had used the restroom. I was good to go. I took me a shower because I've been in them spanks and sweating and all that stuff. And I was relaxing. I had made me a little cup of wine. And I had called my friends to let them know what was happening. And then my friends go, I think you like Tim. I said, you know what I do? Tim is a good guy. He's 
he's good. I know I would always say from day one, it's just something about him I can't put my finger on, but he's sweet. And so while I was on the phone with them telling him about the night and everything, he calls and I was like, oh, I'm about to call y'all back. Tim calling. So we get on the phone. Yeah, when me and Tim would be on the phone, it would be like back when I was younger. Like, we would stay on the phone all night. So sometimes I would even fall asleep on the phone with him. Not intentional, but it's because I'd be so tired. And he understood. And sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night, and guess what? Tim would still be on the phone. I don't know if that's creepy or not, but he would still be on the phone. Sometimes, hell, he'll be asleep himself. But... It was good. We had a good time, and at this time, we're bonding a lot now. And um, I'm going to hang out with him in his house, cause Tim had a nice ass pool and everything. Like he was like, you can invite your friends over. Y'all can go to the pool, and we can just hang. And I was like, no, I don't want to want him to feel that I'm using him. So I had, you know what I mean? I don't want him to feel like that. So I was like, no, we don't have to. Have my friends, we can just hang out with us. I don't want you to feel awkward in your own place. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so we would go to the pool, movies. Like, we were doing so much stuff. So at this point, obviously, me and Tim are dating. Um, it was never one of those things where he asked me to be his girlfriend, his woman. It was just one of those things that it just was what it was. We were dating. I wasn't entertaining nobody but him, and he wasn't entertaining nobody but me. So, that's what it was. And it was good. So, we're going to fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. So, one day, like usual, we always talking on the phone, and he goes, he just, he really likes me. And I'm like, at this time, I'm, he's not Tim no more, he's, he's baby. He's baby, he's boo, he's all them little lovey-dovey names at this point. And I'm like, oh, baby, you know, I, I like you too. And he's like, he he wants to tell me something, but he don't want to run me away. And I'm like, why? where am I going to go? Like, I'm not going nowhere. And he's like, all the other women he's that he's pursued and he's told this to, they end up not talking to him anymore and I'm like oh what what the hell are you a murderer or something and he didn't say nothing so I'm like uh are you and he laughed he was like no it's nothing like that and I was like well you know you can tell me anything you don't have to hide nothing from me just be yourself that's all I ask is for you to be yourself and don't lie to me and he was like but what if myself is something you don't like and you stop talking to me or you, you, you judge me. But who am I to judge? I'm not the Lord. I don't judge nothing and nobody. I said, as long as what you're doing ain't bringing no harm to me, sweetie. I don't care. He's like, are you sure? I said, yeah, I'm sure. So he said, okay. And then he said, I'm going to send you some links. Now this is kind of like maybe the third or fourth time he's texted me in a whole while we've been talking because like I said he's not a texter he's a talker and so my phone goes off and he sends me four links and he said look before you open them links I don't want you to open them while we're on the phone I'm gonna hang up 
I want you to look at them. And then I want you to call me back. I said, you got me scared. Like, you really, really got me scared. You're like, no, 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 no. You, it's, it's nothing you could be, you should be scared about. And I'm like, oh, okay, are you sure? He said, yeah. So I'm like, okay, so we hung up. And the links, if I didn't say, which I know I didn't say, were links to porn sites. And at this point, it's been confirmed what I already knew that Tim has a fetish for big women, super-sized big women. He, I mean, he has a fetish. And honestly, y'all, I'm not going to lie. Some of them things on them sites make my stomach turn. Even think about it now, it makes my stomach turn. Some of them I was like, eh, okay, that ain't bad. But some of them I just couldn't. So I'm shocked, kind of. I wanted to call my friend so bad because I don't know if I said this in the earlier part of this podcast, but I suspected that Tim had a fetish because of how he would look at me and certain things he would say when he would compliment me, but I could never confirm it. But I said, it's not my place to tell his business. Obviously it's his secret. He don't want people to know. So, after I end up watching it, I didn't call Tim back, y'all. I ended up falling asleep, to be honest with you. So when I got up the next day to get ready for work, I had text messages from Tim. And he was apologizing. I'm sorry if I ran you off. Um, <clears throat> I was waiting on you to call me back last night. You didn't call me. So I called him because I knew he was up. Mind you, I get up at 2 o'clock in the morning to be to work. So... He answered. So while I'm in the process of getting ready for work, and I'm just explaining to him that, oh, no, I, I didn't call you back because I fell asleep. But since we've been honest, and you want me to be honest, some of the things that was on them links, it kind of <clears throat> grossed me out a little bit. And he was like, now you're going to stop talking to me, huh? I said, no. No, 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 no. I said, you know, that's your fetish. Trust me, sweetie. Everybody has their own preference in certain things. Preference in, in spouses, food, sexual stuff. Everybody has their own preference. Me, personally, I'm just not into that. But that doesn't take away from you being a good person. So, no, just because you into stuff like that, don't mean I'm going to stop talking to you. I still like you regardless. And... He was happy about that. And he was like, well, now that I know you're not into it, I won't bring it up no more. But I just felt like if we were ever to become intimate or we went any farther, I would want you to know this. And so, of course, me being curious Nancy, I asked him, so is this something that you always had or something you developed after your wife died? And so... At this point, I had never seen a picture of Tim wife before. Because even at his house, maybe I I did feel like he would hide the pictures on purpose because I don't know why. I don't know why, but I felt like that because he had plenty of pictures of his son and him, but he didn't have no pictures of his wife. And so um, he showed me a picture of his wife, and his wife was a big woman. And so he said just something that, his wife wasn't into 
Like, he expressed that to her when they, of course, got older, because he didn't realize what it was until he got of age. He said, but his wife never, like, partaked in his fetish. The extreme stuff. Now, she may have tried some of the stuff that people was like, hmm, that's nothing. But as far as the extreme stuff, she never would. But once, you know, she died and he started getting back in the dating scene, um, he would let the women know up front, this is what he liked. It's not a deal breaker if they don't do it, but he's just letting them know. And so I'm like, well, out of all the women you talked to, did you ever meet one that did help you in your your fetish? And he's like, yeah, one woman did, but... It's like it was more of a blackmail thing for her. Like she would do the things, but she would kind of like blackmail me. Like, well, uh, you live in such a um, an upscale community. How would they feel if they know they was living next to this type of person? So she wanted them people, and I'm like, oh look, you ain't gotta worry about me, cause what you do behind closed doors, that's your business. That's nobody else's business. And so. Anyways, I thought after we had all this conversation, we had an understanding. I won't really have to worry about that from Tim no more. Boy, was I wrong. So, maybe like a couple of weeks after we had our conversation, Tim just would send me all kinds of links to these porn sites. And I'm, I didn't understand because I thought I was very, very clear. And I'm like, Tim, sweetie, baby, honey, um, I'm not into stuff like that. Just because I'm saying I'm okay with your fetish doesn't mean that you need to pour it down my throat until you feel like I'm going to get comfortable with it. I'm uncomfortable with it, but I like you, so I don't care about your fetish. It's you I care about. You know what I mean? But the fact that you keep trying to pour it down my throat is pushing me away. He apologized. Oh, I won't do it again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm thinking he understands. So, we're going to fast forward. We're going to fast forward. So, around this time, um, Tim gets a call from his son. Um, his his daughter-in-law, which is Tim's son's fiance, is having a baby. She's having a baby early. I think she was, like, going on eight months. So he was frantic. The son was frantic. And so he went up to the hospital, you know, to comfort the son and everything. Long story short, everything turned out just fine. And she gave birth to a beautiful baby boy. It was amazing, y'all. And I did eventually go up to the hospital. If any of you guys wondering, I did meet Tim's son. Um, honestly, at first, he wasn't really happy with the fact that his daddy was dating somebody so young, but I think he saw how much his daddy really liked me and how much I really liked his dad, that he just got comfortable with it. I mean, I wasn't telling him he had, I had to be a stepmom, but he was comfortable with it, so... I, I was there to support both of them. And it was amazing. And I brought a nice gift. It was nice. 
And the baby is so beautiful. Okay, so we're going to fast forward. We're going to fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. So at this time, things is kind of shifting between me and Tim. Because I didn't already told Tim how I feel about his fetish. And it seems like he's ignoring me. Because he's steady doing stuff I asked him not to do. So, I'm finding myself getting annoyed by him. Um, I told him we need to meet up and we needed to talk. And that's what we did. We met up, we talked. And I told him that I'm very understanding of what he likes. But I thought he would be able to understand that it's just not what I'm into. And I asked him many a times, if it was something that's a deal-breaker to you, that you want a woman that's into that type of stuff, then we can stop talking. Because I feel like you saying you understand that I'm not into it, but I don't think you do understand because you steady, you're steadily ramming it down my throat and trying to force me to be open to it and that's doing one thing that's making me not want to be intimate with you at all and so uh, what he do y'all he always apologizes all the time that's all he does is apologizes and at this point I'm tired of hearing his apologies I'm tired and I'm just like you know maybe we should just take some time from each other and he goes you know, playing the sob story. I knew this was happening. I knew once you find out, you would stop talking to me. I said, that's the thing. It's not me finding out. It's you. You're ramming it down my throat. That's why I'm not talking to you. And then he was like, I want to do something special for you. I'm like, you don't have to do nothing special for me. I don't want you to feel like you need to buy my attention. It's never been that. He was like, no, I, I want to do something special for you. I know your birthday's coming up in a couple of months, and I want to give you an early gift. I was like, you don't have to do that, but he insisted. So we meet up. He gives me a gift. Y'all, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Because when I opened that box, it was a gift basically pertaining to his fetish for big women. And I'm done. At this point, I'm done. I leave the gift there. I tell the waiter to bring me my check. I pay for my food, and then I leave. I don't want to talk to Tim at this time because I'm mad. I'm so mad. And I leave. I get in my car, and I leave. I'm not even on the road good enough. He's calling me. He's calling me. He's calling me. I'm ignoring him because I'm pissed now. Then I get on the phone with my friends, you know, just to see if maybe am I wrong. And so, I told my friends, do y'all think I'm wrong? Like, am am I being too hard and not understanding enough? Now, mind you, although we're dating, he, I'm not his wife. I'm just someone he's dating. And we haven't even been intimate at this point because he's turning me off with the intimacy with all this other stuff. And so my friend was like, they didn't feel like I was wrong. They feel like he was being selfish trying to force me to like something that I've already told him 
I didn't like. Maybe if he would have, like, eased it on me, maybe I would be open to try it then. But the fact that he keeps ramming it down my throat, it's just, it's a turnoff, which I agree. Okay, y'all, so I stopped talking to Tim for maybe, like, a couple of days. Y'all, I got so I got so many missed calls and text messages from Tim. It's ridiculous. Finally, I give in and I call him. Because it's late at night, y'all. And he's steady calling me, calling me, calling me, calling me. I mean, he never stopped calling me. And so I answered the phone. And he was like, he just he just kept apologizing. I'm sorry. I know I say that a lot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just miss you so much. And I don't want to, I don't want to push you away. And I'm like. Tim, have I ever poked fun at you for what you like? Have I ever disrespected you or anything? I, I just asked you one thing. I never judged you on what you like. I just told you that's not my cup of tea. And I thought you understood that. And you didn't. And if you're going to continuously do stuff like this, I can't talk to you. He was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I promise I'm not going to do it again. I promise, please, don't stop talking to me. You know, I miss you, and I really care about you and all this other stuff. So I was like, fine, 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 because, y'all, I like Tim. Despite all this BS, it does not take away from Tim being a good guy. Okay, so something happened. I I want to say it was the anniversary of his wife's death. Something happened, and um, Tim, the way he was talking when he called me that night, I could tell he had a lot of drink, a lot to drink. Like, he was drunk. And he wasn't really a drinker like that. Like, he drink on occasion, but he's not a drinker. But he was drunk. Y'all, Tim is one of those aggressive drunks. So, Tim was doing a bunch of stuff that me and him had never done. And next thing I know, he was like, um... Do you know how many women would pay to be in your shoes? How many women I turned down just because I wanted you? And do you know uh, how many women would just would just grovel at my feet to do the things I want you to do? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I said, Tim, I think maybe we should just hang up the phone and try talking tomorrow when you're sober. Because you're you're speaking reckless and you're gonna say something you regret. I'm not drunk. Yes, you are, Tim. You're drunk. That's your problem. You're so closed minded. It's because you're young. And I knew this. I said, Tim, if if I'm closed minded, what about all the other women you were talking to that's way older than me that's not into stuff like that? And he goes, I'll tell you what. I know what women like you are. I know what you like, women like you. And I'm like, excuse me? What do you mean, women like me? He goes, I'll write you a check right now for $3,000 if you could just do one of those things for me. I said, oh, now I'm a prostitute. Okay, I get it. I understand now. See, I'm the type of person I feel like a drunk mind speaks a truthful soul. So you speaking how you really feel. Oh, is that not enough for you? Fine, I'll give you $6,000. Right now, I'll write you a check. 
if you were to come over to my house and just let me do one of these things to you. Y'all was done. I was so done, and, and I'm just going to be 100% honest with y'all. I wanted to cry because I really liked him, and I was so shocked that he was coming at me like that because I feel like I don't carry myself that way, and I've always been respectful to him and not overstepping my boundaries with him because it's it's certain things that, like when we would kiss in certain ways, he wouldn't want to be kissed because... It makes him think of his wife. So I was very mindful of stuff like that. And the fact that he just basically, like, he know, basically he felt like I'm some kind of money-hungry female that can be bought into, it's basically prostitution. That's what I took. Y'all just hung up the phone. I hung up the phone and I texted him a long text message. And... Even though I knew he was going to read it while he was drunk, I knew he would understand it in the morning when he was a little sober. And I called it a night. I was so mad. I was so, so mad. And just to make matters worse, after Tim read the message that night while he's drunk, he started sending me $8,000, $9,000. I know women like you can be bought. I'm so confused because I'm like, women like me what? Like, as far as financial, Tim never was financial with me. I work two jobs. I take care of myself. So I'm so confused. I really was confused. So a couple of days had went by after his drunken fiasco had I, he called me y'all Tim had called me so much it was ridiculous it had got so bad that he was calling my godmother to tell her to please tell me to please reach out to him like I was done I was so done because I kind of felt betrayed and then I kind of felt like I see now why these women stopped talking to you it wasn't because of your fetish. It was because you were low-key an asshole about your fetish. Y'all excuse my language. You forcing it down people's throats. And if they wasn't into it, now you're trying to pay them. So, I was done. I felt like I didn't owe Tim anything. I really did. I felt like I didn't owe him no more explanations he knew what he did but the woman in me felt like I needed to explain to him one more time before I cut him off completely and that's what I did I didn't meet him in person I had a conversation with him and I basically told him that I'm not stop talking to you I'm not I'm not running away because of what you told me you like or other things you told me. I'm running away because I feel like the way you treat me is not how I wanted to be treated. You don't treat women that way. I said, it just goes to show that's the type of person you are. And I hate when people get drunk and they use that as an excuse to be an asshole. 
Because it's just doing what you, you're just doing what you was thinking anyway, but you wasn't bold enough to do it because you were sober. But now that you're drunk, you have an excuse, and them excuses don't fly with me. So I told him I wish him nothing but the best. Um, I am going to be changing my number. So he won't ever hear from me again. Um, if we do see each other in crossing or in passing when I'm at my godmother's house, um, I hope it's just a hello and a goodbye. And I hope that he finds whatever it is he's looking for in a woman, but obviously it wasn't me. And he was, he was just apologetic. He was apologizing and begging me, please don't do this, please, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I would never do that again. I don't know what came over me, and I would never uh, treat a woman like a prostitute, and I don't know why I was saying them things, because you meant it, and it's fine. It's fine. I got tough skin, but it did hurt my feelings. I just want you to know that it did hurt my feelings, but I'm done. So he didn't really take that well because he kept blowing up my phone, but I changed my number. Now, mind you, I gave him the number to my second phone. So, I had to change the number on that phone. And I stopped talking to Tim. Do I see Tim? I do. I still see Tim to this day because of my godmother. She's always having, like I said, mixers and everything in her house. And Tim's there all the time. My my godmother says she thinks he's there hoping to run into me and hoping we could talk again. But it's not going to happen. You know, at the end of the day, I'm the type of person is, I'll tell you how it is up front. I don't want you to say I led you on or anything. And I took Tim for face value. I don't give a damn about his fetish. But some of that stuff, y'all, if I could say, if I could leave the links on this podcast, I would, but I can't. It's just, I'm just not into it. And this goes for everybody that's listening Never let no one force you into doing something you're not comfortable with. You do not compromise your morals for anyone. Because if they care about you and like you like they say they do, they wouldn't even put you in a position to compromise your morals. And I felt like since Tim was so much older than me, that he felt like he knew how to manipulate me to get me to compromise. But baby, let me tell you something. I'm too intelligent for that. And I don't care who it is. Tim, my husband, I'm not going to compromise my morals for anyone. That's probably why I'm still single. <laughs> it's, I'm just saying, it probably is. So, I hope y'all enjoyed this little story time. Um, part three will be coming out soon. Thank y'all for listening to my podcast. I want to thank y'all for really listening to it as I enjoy doing these, and I'm getting good feedback from it. This has been Storytimes with a Gemini. Y'all have a good day, okay?